welcome to the Gospel Truth Project podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cooper, and I have with me my co-host. It's me. It's Dylan. I'm going to start assuming your name is actually me, Dylan. It is. It is me, Dylan. Me, Dylan. I come from a long line of me's, and me (laughs) is Dylan, and you is not. So... Me who? Oh, gosh. We can't. <laughs> that's so bad. Well, that's going to be cut out. Just cut this whole part out. Hi, what? I'm Dylan. <laughs> no, it's staying in. I'm sorry. Oh, great. Well, that's a great way to start off. It's fantastic. It's, it's good. You can't it's, tell we're delusionally tired. Yeah, you know, for us, it's pretty late, and I know this is technically going to come out Thursday <laughs> for me, so... Well, oh. it, you're an hour ahead of me now, so... I'll send it to you to edit, and then you can get it out before midnight. How's that sound? <laughs> How about you edit it and then send it to me? There you go, and then you can post it. <laughs> that sounds good. I like that better. Cool. So we we actually have a pretty... Uh, well, first off, I want to acknowledge that we did miss a week. That's okay. One of us got sick. It's fine. Totally fine. Gosh. Can't believe who would, who would do something like that. It's ridiculous. Sick. So like, we oh, missed a week. Wait. Yeah. Like one of us children. Right, right. <laughs> um, we missed one week. It's fine. Like, uh, I was going to tweet about it or acknowledge it. But then again, I started thinking, we don't have that many people yet. If we miss one week, by the time people realize it, the next week's out, out already. This one is out already. So I figured we'd be pretty good for this week. It's fine. We lost all our followers now and nobody cares. We had 50-something. Now they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> It was all my family. They all laughed. You're like, we're done. Yeah, that's too much. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, we actually ended up getting a new sponsor. I think I was telling you. Yes. Um, yes, we were. Yeah, we we got sponsored by a, um, a Bucked Up Energy Drinks, which is kind of funny. Like, B-U-C-K-E-D. It's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just has like the, the deer head on the front of it, but... The, that energy drink they uh, offered us a sponsorship, so I would say this episode is sponsored by them. Um, just go to their website, check out their drinks. I don't know if you've ever tried their drinks. I absolutely love their drinks, and anytime I see them, it's the automatic grab off the shelf. Oh, every time. You know me. I love energy drinks so much. <laughs> they, no, they're really I tasty. I, I really don't drink energy drinks, but this is one I've heard Jason like talk about non-stop so right. I, I i just i i'm taking his lead on this i'm gonna agree with him it is really good i i think it's like it, it just because the flavors are very very uh prominent you don't taste like the extra stuff in that like the the extra vitamins they have and uh like uh some of the nutrients they have in there like usually when you have that much stuff in it it has a very like vitamin-y chalk flavor but that's completely gone. It's a really pure flavor that tastes amazing. Um, I've tried, I think, almost all of them, if not all of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just go to their website, typed in uh, Gospel GTP um, when you're going to check out, and you actually get 10% off. So that's really cool. Definitely yeah. use that. You know, I could maybe use some, uh, you know, when I wasn't feeling too good, get some extra vitamins in, some energy. I probably would have been okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that's so, what I so this week we're talking about what is the church, the church in general. I think we're going to just be talking about the church in general, not leadership mm-hmm. in the church, but what is the what church? is the church? Yeah. yeah. 
I think nice this is in unison. Perfect. Yes, perfect. I think this is a good topic to talk about because I've had people say like church is the four walls, like that's where it is. You go out, it's ministry, it's different and you know, well, it's a great question. So what is church because if you don't know what church is and how can you live by it and know what to do? I guess is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh totally agree with that. Honestly, you know, I, I think of when I was little, I remember going like, well, why do I have to go to church? If I just believe in God, isn't that enough? You know, I don't want to go to the other people. You know, I want to, like, why can't I just stay home and worship, read my Bible and listen to worship music can be good. And I remember my mom, her telling me, it's about the community. Mm-hmm. And community is an important thing because, you know, where it says, where two or more are gathered, um, you know, he is there, he is present. And I think that's a huge thing that, uh, a very important thing to do with the church is the community, is having that family there that builds you up and, you know, is be praying for you and accountability in that sense. Mm-hmm. But um, that is my opinion on that. Um, but we'll, we'll get into some scripture as well. And, and just because I know somebody might try to fact check you on that one, it's Matthew eighteen twenty. For those who, uh, thank for you. Where there are two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there amongst them. Just to kind of throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Once um, again, yeah. Thank you, Jason. We're always having it ready to go. <laughs> I do. I do. I I do. I do want to also mention that. Like, you know, like I've I've heard the saying before. Like, if it's in the Bible once, pay attention. If it's in the Bible twice, it's important. And um, it's funny because the word church in the Bible is actually um, ecclesia, which ecclesia um, is actually an assembly um, of Christians gathered for worship in a religious meeting or a company of Christians or those who hoping for eternal salvation through Jesus Christ specifically. Um, those who anywhere in a city village constitute such a company are united into one body. You know, it's just a community of people who want to follow Jesus Christ. Right. And that's basically the definition of church from uh, uh, the Greek definition. And interesting enough, the word um, ecclesia in this instance is actually in the Bible 118 times. Only 118, so it couldn't only. be that important. Yeah, only, uh-uh. only. <laughs> Dang, I did not see. I didn't even know that. See, I'm learning stuff too, guys. <laughs> I I think it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, you got like uh, Acts 2:47, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should have been saved. Uh, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff. So if it talks about the church that much, we should. Find out what is the church. So why is it talk about it so much? Obviously, I just gave you the definition. So what does the Bible say? What mm-hmm. that means and what that looks like. Um, yeah, yeah. Good, good example for this. Like I said, it's a gathering of of people who are looking to find salvation through Jesus Christ, or who have found salvation through Jesus Christ. Um, and are together, like I said, in one body, right? Ecclesia is 
part of the definition is saying that they come together into one body as one unit, um, working together for the greater good of God, but also to encourage each other and help each other grow. Um, which we you got a Bible verse on this one, right? Uh, First Corinthians twelve thirteen. That one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one yeah. for it. Yeah, for by one Holy Spirit we were all baptized into the body, spiritually transformed, united together. Whether Jew or Gentile, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Holy Spirit, since the same Holy Spirit fills each life. The church de- derives its definition from the baptizing ministry of the Holy Spirit. Right. The key verse on this is the one we use here. By one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. We see the passage that the church is like the physical manifestation of Christ, i.e. his body. Example, his body, yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how you read the notes I, 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 I had there for you. <laughs> oh, I had to. They, just, they slowly go right in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, other verses using this imagery of like us being in the one body with the Christ and each part of the body has a responsibility or has um, fruits of the spirit that are different from the others. So they each have their own role, just like your hand has a different role than your foot or your tongue has a different role than in your eyeball. Um, Romans twelve four to 5 says, For just as in one physical body we have many parts, these parts do not all have the same function or special use, so we who are many, are nevertheless just one body in Christ. And individually, we are parts, uh, one of another, mutually dependent on each other. I like, I, I think that's a pretty, pretty decent way to explain that we have a role. So with this being part of Christ, pursuing Christ, we have a role, right? In the sense of gathering with each other. Um. So 1 Corinthians 12, 27 also talks about this. Now you collectively are Christ's body, and in individually you are members of it, each with his own special purpose and function. Um, again, it, it, it talks about believers coming together, and they're under one body of Christ. They work together, and they have individually we have our own special purposes and functions inside of that body of Christ, which is really cool because it brings out individuality inside of Christ's plan for us as followers, which is cool. I, I think that's really cool. It is. It really is. Because you look at the church and like it's saying how we're each we're different members or each different parts. Like I think of just what it takes just for, you know, like a Sunday service like there's the tech team that comes in early and gets the worship team all tuned in and then there's the sunday school teachers that teach the children there's the ushers that help out with service there's you know the pastors there's so many things that go into setting it up and it's this you know it's crazy thing that this every single buddy buddy has a different purpose mm-hmm. like it's like it's just it's crazy i was thinking about that actually this sunday because someone's going like oh oh you, you the sound was really good today i'm like oh yeah i guess it was and then they're like <laughs> good like thank you i'm like oh i'm like i just do the video 
like, would I help out? Like, I'm like, oh, well, good job. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I didn't realize it, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but I got to go visit our sister church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to just be, like, just, just go. And didn't have to do anything. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, this is kind of weird not having to do anything. <laughs> it was also very nice because I got to just enjoy service. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's times where, you know, seasons where you're going to be called to do more and mm-hmm. have to, you know, you you have more parts of, you know, the body that you're doing and you're helping out with. So it's it was fun, though. But yeah. definitely, like, this, this the amount of work that goes into it just with everybody helping out. It is like a giant team, a giant family, and I think it's cool when you see, you know, all the parts moving together. Mm-hmm. And the assembly and the gathered and like the worship and everything. It's just it's it's pretty cool. It's it's kind of ironic that when you ask people what church do they attend, they usually identify a building. And when you get to a Bible, like Romans sixteen five, for example, it says greet the church that is in their house, right? And Paul is referring to the church in their house. And the interesting thing is if you go to the word uh, house. So in their house, house is oikos, and oikos in this instance is actually uh, a conjunction, and it actually stands for the a family, the family of God, or of the Christian church, or the church of the Old and New Testaments, or a house, or all the persons forming the family, a household. Um, so it has a lot of... Uh, more understanding to be not a church building, but the body of believers itself, because we are the church, right? Where we gather, that's the church. That's why you can see like poorer countries that that are, or places that do not have a building themselves, wherever they gather, that's the church, because they're gathered together, like the original word that I was talking about, um, ecclesia. It's just assembly of Christians gathered for worship, in a religious meeting, hoping for eternal salvation through Jesus Christ and observing their own religious rights through that, in that sense. <laughs> so, it's, it's like Paul himself was saying that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, especially when you see it, uh, you know, uh, in Mexico, there's some places where it's just, you're just you're meeting out in like an open lot. Of like a, like an open field, and that's it. Like that's that's the church right there. It's just and everybody shows up, and they're just clapping their hands, doing worship. And it's I'm honestly, I think I mean I didn't understand what they were talking about, what they were saying. Right. Um. But it was really powerful just because they're out there, and they're just worshiping and having community with one another, and it doesn't matter if they have a building or not. And it's just like, whoa, awesome. They're just out here just worshiping, just praising. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because it, that's when you really realize, too, that it's not not the building, but the people and the community that you build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I would say because of how um, Greek is sentence, like the sentence structure of Greek, I would say that there's two versions of church overall or two ways that it describes church. It's the universal church and the local church. 
uh, universal church usually consists of everyone everywhere who has a relationship, personal relationship with Jesus. Um, like we read already, 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen, we're all baptized by one spirit into one body. Um, anybody, anybody who believes is part of the body of Christ and who has received the spirit of Christ as evidence. Um, those who have received um, salvation through faith in Jesus comprise the universal church, which is like as an overarching, like everybody who believes and has this, received the spirit, the Holy Spirit as proof that he believes is part of the universal church. That's universally, you're part of the church, right? Um, yeah. The other way is the local church, which is described actually best in Galatians 1, 1 to 2. Um, Paul, an apostle, and, um, and all the brothers with him to the churches in Galatia. Um, if you read the whole passage you're, you that you can see that he is like um that in the province of galatia there were many churches and they had localized ministries and were scattered throughout the province and there were those were local churches uh, a baptist church lutheran church efree church you know charismatic church um that is not the church as a, the as in the universal church, but rather it is a local church, a local body of believers, and a place to meet up. Universal church is comprised of everyone who belongs to Christ. When members of the universal church should seek fellowship and edification in a local church, so it's just a place where they gather, right? And that could be anywhere. That could be, you know, small groups at a house. That can be down the street at the park. That could be an actual building. Like that can be anywhere. So universal church is anyone accepted into Christ yeah. or accepted, has accepted Christ and has received the spirit and local church is where local believers meet up together. So that's kind of like the two definitions there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, both of those, I mean, those two types are just, it's, there's a lot to get out of both of those. Like, I think we've had some good little house church, mm -hmm. you know, little, you know, whether it's you, me, and a couple of friends, or just you and me, just discussing the word and having that close, like that good, intimate time with, uh, you know, a brother, or sister in Christ, and right. going through the word. Some of that's like just really powerful, and it's what you need sometimes. And then you know, it's just the different things you get from different, you know, different scenarios and how god works and but i think it's all beneficial as long as there's community there right um, um you got like according to the bible in this instance the church is the body of christ and body mm -hmm. christ is all those who have placed their faith in jesus christ for salvation um local churches are gathering of people who claim the name of christ that's as easy as you can put it <laughs> Um, in yeah. you can see a little bit more of this in Matthew's sixteen eighteen, right? Yeah. Do, do you have that up? Yeah. And I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, death, will not overpower it by preventing the resurrection of the Christ. I'll, I'll mention 
for Matthew sixteen eighteen, and it says, "On this rock, I'll build my church." That's that's important. So people, oh, yeah, like, right. People look this at that good. like, listen here, listen up, <laughs> listen up. <laughs> mm-hmm. People look at rock and they're like, "Oh, it's a foundation or something." Like that's what it is. Actually, the word rock here is um, oikos. Oikos is uh, the the all persons forming one family, a household which the household in this instance is also defined as the family God of the Christian church or the church of the Old and New Testaments, uh, also more crudely used in as the inmates of a house or of the house of God. So <laughs> people who are like dedicated or in it, like they're in it for a long haul, that kind of thing, that is the family of God. So when it says on, on this rock, it's it's also known as living stones so if you see living stones in the bible it's usually played off of the the word oikos or or, uh, petra is also another way it's been used and stuff but if you take that oikos you can see um for example in first peter 2 5 to 6 it says you believers like living stones are being built up in a spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a chosen stone, a precious honored cornerstone, and he who believes in him, whoever adheres to, trusts in, and relies on him, will never be disappointed in his in his expectations. Which, I don't know, what do you think about that? You disappeared on me. <laughs> I did not. I just hit mute and forgot to hit it back on as I was talking. Like normal. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot here. It is. Behold, I am laying in Zion, a chosen stone. And we, you know, I went over rock and. It just. This is separation of just. It just I'm, I'm this is I sit there think of how Jesus how oh man it's I can't put it into words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's late. I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, you get it. I mean, I oh my gosh, yeah, of course you get it. But mm-hmm. like. It's living stone too, like, and it's talking about the Holy Spirit and oh man, I I I think my brain's trying to work. <laughs> <laughs> so here's something that's interesting. Being up, I... being up since four thirty is like I'm with you. <laughs> I, I think here's another thing uh, kind of add in there. Um, you, you have the first time that, you know, the church was actually mentioned in general by Jesus was in Matthew 16, which we, we which I read earlier. I think I did, right? The, yeah, 16, 18, which we just, we just read. Um, and in verse 17, 18, like we just read, He says, and upon this rock I'll build my church, which, you know. um, Peter, at that moment, realized that Jesus is the Christ, right? The Son of the living God, because the Father had revealed that to him, what the verse says. Um, Then the Lord joined 
the revelation of who he is with the revelation of the church. Um, if you go to like uh, study Bibles for verse 18, you can see that the Father's revelation concerning Christ is only the first half of the great, the great mystery, which is Christ and the church, which you can see. I'll, I'll reference that in a second. Hence, the Lord needed to reveal to Peter the second half also, which concerns the church. In Ephesians 5.32, it references this, tells us plainly, plainly what this uh, great mystery is. And it says, this mystery is great, but I speak with regards to Christ and the church. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so if you have Christ in the church and you, mm -hmm. yeah, you see that, well, <laughs> that, that just adds into showing that it's Christ and then, you know, body of Christ um, because if you look at this verse the word there for church is guess what it is ecclesia which we've been talking mm -hmm. about is the word for church which is a yeah. gathering of people of believers his believers yeah so, and so you said that too that goes back and just totally the beginning of that first Peter uh, 2 5 and it says you believers are like living stone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, talking about how they move and how it grows, and, like, that's the same thing. Like, I think to being living is that there is the growth, there is life in the church, and there's movement mm -hmm. through Jesus, through the, the Spirit, you know. And right. I think, you know, because the Holy Spirit is alive and well, we just, you know, we have it inside of us. And I think that definitely, um, it just, I think as a church too, it just, it's that we're just, you know, we're made up of, you know, the body of Christ and the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And I think it just, it shows because we're able to live and we're able to grow and grow in the word and as a community grow in serving the Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just, yeah. Just, because whoever believes in him, trusts in him, relies on him, and they'll be disappointed. Like, and if the whole church is doing that, they're living stones. They're, you know, pleasing the Lord. Behold, I am laying in Zion, chosen stone. Like, mm -hmm. they're cornerstones. Like, they're building foundations. They're able to build off of it, grow, and I just think it's a growth. Yeah. It's it's good. I just... Mm. It is good, and because, you know, because God's good. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It's very... It's interesting. It's just like reading this. So it's one of the, you know, things you add to the notes later. I didn't get to read it as go over it. As mm -hmm. much so that's what I'm like sitting around and looking again, like this is this like, I need is to, true. I need to go over it again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like sometimes you know, looking at it again, you can you can say it when you read it, you know. You know, anytime mm -hmm. so uh, cornerstone, precious honored cornerstone, um uh that word stone there 
um, is actually uh, lithos, which is obviously like building stones, but it's also a metaphor for Christ. Um, it's used as a metaphor for Christ a lot um, in the New Testament. I think it's about 30 times <laughs> consistently. Um, only 30? Yeah, only. Right, only. Dear 118, Lord. get out of here. <laughs> um, it, it's just interesting to see that it's it just keeps referencing Christ a lot through this um, consistently, right? And it's almost like the church should point back to Christ. Right. Whoa, crazy. Since, since Christ is the son <laughs> of the living God, the church, as part of the great right. mystery, must also be living entity. So it, it certainly doesn't make sense that the church would be like an actual physical structure because it, like that verse said, living stone, that kind of stuff is, it's, it's alive. So if the church is alive, mm -hmm. you can't just say it's specifically a building. It's the four walls. It's, it's where I go Sunday yeah. on Easter or Christmas and that's it. Like that doesn't, well, I remember this, not this actually, this verse came up quite a bit during COVID when people weren't able to meet at church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people some people weren't meeting at church. And it was like, remember that, you know, that our church is a community. It's not necessarily, you know, the building that we meet in. Whether we're doing it online or not, or some people were able to. Um, but, it, you know, it was saying that this is our community and we're able to serve people still. Mm -hmm. um, like you know I just think about the things that was cool like uh, the associate pastor at the time he would uh, him and his family were ding dong ditchy people <laughs> and a little note saying hey hear it from the church just wanted to say we miss you thinking of you and they, it was a, a box of ding dong hostess ding dongs <laughs> not a sponsor but that would yeah. be amazing <laughs> um and it would be yeah, ding, ding dong bitched, you know. Mm -hmm. Love you, miss you guys from the church, um, you know, something like that. And that was such a cool thing. Like, that'd be a great oh, fundraiser yeah. for the youth. Just thinking about that, actually. <laughs> ding dong bitch people. Yeah, right, for, for Christ. <laughs> yeah, for Jesus. Yeah, it's, it makes sense. <laughs> so you get that one person that just really is quick to anger and then. It's explained to the family why we lost one, you know, little Jimmy. <laughs> no. Oh, he just wasn't fast enough. We're so sorry. We're so sorry he couldn't run. <laughs> Jimmy, no. Don't look back. <laughs> Color of salt. Color of salt. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> oh, poor Jimmy. Well, he's not real. Right, so not I made him up 100% just a made up person. There is no Jimmy that I minister to. Well, not yet. Who knows? Maybe there will be someday. Right. So I'm going to reel us back with something that I want yes. your input on. This is the church is the body of Christ? Close. Matthew 16, 18. We've been reading this a couple times. 16, 18. And I you are Peter. Mm -hmm. And on his rock, I will build my church. My what? And Wait, build what? I will build my, what? 
Dylan's church. No, my no. church. <laughs> my who's speaking? Uh, Jesus. So Jesus said, "I will build my church." So my church His indicates church. the church is of the Lord, not of any person or thing. So it is not like denominations where are which are denominated according to some person's name or something of that matter. So when Jesus Jesus mentions the church for the first time, he said, "My church." As the yes. note explains, this means the church is something that of the Lord Himself and not of anything or anyone else. And since the church oh, yeah. is of the it's Lord, His church. It the Lord's something church. formed by human organization. Yeah, and then it even says like I love it too. It's because Jesus's church, His church. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to say, "And the gates of hell of death will not overpower it mm-hmm. because yep. of the resurrection of Christ." Like that just shows like how powerful our God is that we serve. I'm pretty sure. If no, so I'm not. Fun. I'm not even not. I'm not even just pretty sure. I am positive on this one. Have you read First uh, Corinthians one at all, or do you remember much of it? I should say because I know you've read it. I was just say like, uh, yeah, yeah, I know I read it. Like, uh, I think it's been a little while. First Corinthians, you say? Here, uh, let me let me fill First it. First Corinthians, in. what was it? First Corinthians one. One. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have your Bible on your phone, huh? <laughs> I I do, but sadly it is not open right now. Okay, that's fine. I, I got it. First Corinthians. First Corinthians one. I'll start at ten. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think as we go. Okay. But I urge you, believers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good start. That all mm-hmm. of you believe. All of you. Be in full agreement in what you say, and there there be no divisions or factions among you, but you be perfectly united in your way of thinking and in your judgment about matters of the faith. For I have been informed <laughs> about you, my brothers and sisters, by those of Chloe's household, that there are quarrels and factions among you. Now I mean this, that each one of you says, I am a disciple of Paul, or I am a disciple of Paulo. Or I am a disciple of Cephas, or I am a disciple of Christ. Has Christ been divided into different parts? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Certainly not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except for Crispus and Gaius, so that no one would say that you were baptized in my name. What do you think of that? Mm. Well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I loaded it. <laughs> I think it brings a great thing of just getting caught up into. Well, I like this church because of this. This is the church I go to. This is where you know I want this. I want that from the. Uh, this is what I want of a church. It's not what necessarily we want. You may be called to go somewhere. I'm not saying that. That's not you know. For you, but all that matters is that we are serving God and doing that. It should not matter. Well, I like the worship better here. Great. Our, That's not our, our nation. Like 
But you know what I mean? And he goes, like, well, I don't like the way that you worship. I think we should do this. I think we should kneel and pray. I think we should stand up. I think we should say, Hail Mary, full of grace. Whatever the thing is. Like, I think he gets to the you know, there's too much division, like like he just says. Like it says in that verse. That needs to be a common ground of where we are like we are Christians, we are God fearing, loving people. There's too much division in the church, and I think that's I mean, like God said, like no. Right. It just uh, yeah. Well okay, so then uh, let me kinda split up a little bit then. Just to kind of give you an idea. Uh, Romans sixteen seventeen. I appeal to you, brothers, brothers and sisters in Christ, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. Now, there's a difference between going to a church and they have a they have a worship that helps like that you it's more accustomed to your preferences because we're all individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we have different preferences. That's that's great, but if someone goes to a church and that church is like we worship God the right way, and everyone else is in sin, they are mm. wrong. That's a immediate like no go. You don't you don't go to that church because they're separating and dividing themselves from others in Christ. Just because it's not what they in that sense like worship, for example, well they worship with guitars. That's a sin. Sorry. Like no, the the Bible never says guitar is sin. Even David played with a stringed instrument that has nothing to do with if it's a guitar or your vocals or whatever. That's just preference. Yeah, I mean that sounds like those footloose Christians. You're right. Manson's the devil. Right. <laughs> the movies are the devil. Right. Sounds and, like sounds like Nazarene, old school Nazarene, I should say. Right, I mean, nothing you, wrong. Nothing wrong for Nazarene. I grew up Nazarene. That's fine. <laughs> I I you think it's interesting. If, if if anybody is on here, like, go read First Corinthians twelve. That's a great chapter that talks about how, as individuals, we have individual gifting of the Spirit from the Holy Spirit like of wisdom or someone will have knowledge or someone will have gifts of healing or someone will have um, gifts of prophecy or uh, discernment. Some There's all these different gifts of the Spirit and usually people who have like, like, uh, likeness of spiritual giftings will congregate together. And the, the issue that we, I, I see quite often, sadly, is that because they're gifted with that Spirit, and that gift of the spirit, they will tear down others with the other spiritual gifts and say that they're in the wrong. But it's all biblical, so it all falls in line with Christ, but they're just piecing it apart to fit their narrative rather than molding their foundation to what the Bible says. So it's using the Bible to mold theirs, or, yeah, using the Bible to mold their foundation stronger rather than using, um, sorry, I said that backwards. It's like they're molding their foundation and using the Bible mm-hmm. to strengthen what they want rather than using the Bible to mold their foundation to what the Bible says. 
Yes. <laughs> it took me a second. You went backwards, forwards. I'm like, wait, where are we even at right now? Use the Bible to mold and create your foundation according to the Bible rather than trying to use the Bible for your own personal game. But why, but why use the Bible? You don't. You, you read the Bible to mold your foundation to it. Yes, because but the Bible is what? Cool. The living word of God, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were talking about and the Bible. Be- Last yeah, week or two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's like, you should be so molded, informed by the living word of God. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, if you allow that, because it is like, God spoke the word, and if we get molded by that, then we are molded in following His plan, His mold, His, you know, His guideline, and it's going to help us on that walk. Yeah, you have like Second Second Timothy three sixteen. All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Um, yes, exactly. Got, I mean, you got multiple verses like that. Romans fifteen four, Joshua one eight, Hebrews four twelve to fourteen. Like, there's so many different verses that talk about the Word of God being living and active, and don't let it leave your your. Well, don't let it depart from your mouth. Like you always are reading it, you're talking about it, you're you're um just studying it and and that's true. So the Bible is your foundation that you build everything else on. And foundational things of Christ are are black and white. Like Jesus died yes. for us and he rose again. Mm-hmm. Done. Period. There's and, no great area. Right, so there's no third day coming back to New York City. <laughs> I think it was uh, what, what was it? Um, yeah, it, it just you know when you get to a certain point in the night, it's pretty late, and you just kind of think, hmm, what was that verse again? <laughs> That's um, me. Even if it's not too late, I'm like, wait, what? Like, did my ADHD just kick all that out, even though I just read it and heard it twice? I'm like, I know we just read something that was really good. I'm like, I know. And my head's going, like, mm. I, th- I think what, what I was trying to say was, like, Jesus doesn't set us up to fail. He gives us clear instructions on what to do. Mm-hmm. Matthew yes. 7, 13 to 14 talks about. It's built by it. Yeah, if I'm word, because it's the living, the breath, the brief, the breath, the brief word of God is the Bible. The breath of God, yeah, it is the word of God, yes. right, right. When you breathe, he breathed it. He he created it. Yeah. And so if we follow that, we we should um, be made in His image, or or made in His image, so we should follow Him. Right. And you know. Live holy, be holy in a sense, and holy means to be set apart, mm-hmm. set apart from this earth that is so fallen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and God placed all things under his feet, right? Ooh. Is that yeah, that good one? verse? Because oh. Ephesians 1 22 and 23, yeah, and God verse. placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church which is his body, 
The fullness of him who fills everything in every way, the body of Christ, is made up of all believers in Jesus Christ from the day of Pentecost, which is in Acts chapter 2, until Christ's return. Biblically, we are regarded in the church in two ways, as a universe church and as our local church, like Jason said earlier. I think that day of Pentecost is, you know, super important because, you know, that's, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit is such a huge mm-hmm. thing. And to see him work in the church through spiritual gifts, like the gifts of, of people of having, you know, of just, you know, a servant's heart of faithfulness, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where you really see the spirit working in people. You know, I think of the those, you know, the setup crew at our church. We got mm-hmm. people that live close to an hour away, but they're almost there. Him and his wife are the first ones there almost every Sunday. Nice. And they stay, you know, half an hour after service too to clean up. Right. Like I think about having that servant's heart. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like, dang, like that really is something that you know is a gift. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, like you know, to have that service heart, to have the faithfulness it takes just to step out and to do things if you're not comfortable within your walk. Um, there's so many things that the, you know the church is just it's like it says that you know hands and feet. There's different body parts of it. Either is of the Holy Spirit, or there's different gifts that show up. Right, and people have, you know, like I think it's you know, it's some people have visions, dreams, you know, discernment, tons. It's just it's the Swiss Army knife, man. Yeah. I well, think just it's because we're made up, you know, of all believers of yep. Jesus Christ, and it's like there's so many. We have so many brothers and sisters out there that have so many gifts. Mm-hmm. I just like I just feel like I'm supposed to say I just encourage everyone right now if you're listening, just to really spend time listening to the Holy Spirit, listening to God. This is, you know, it's all all three in one, but just listening to what God wants you to do, and what you know the gifts that He has for you, receiving them. You know, and if you're listening right now, just if you hold your hands out and like just receive that from the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to come fill you up and receive the spiritual gifts that the Lord has for you, that you can better serve Him. Don't let a day go by when you're not willing to receive those gifts and not willing to use them to further the kingdom. Because I was just, I was just thinking that because when it says that, you know, we're all appointed. Anybody who believes in Jesus Christ, we are all the church. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, for listening, you know, you know, you, you know, uh, we're not even in the same state, but you know, like there's people across the world that can hear this, mm-hmm. and then you know, if they can be serving the Lord, and we can inspire them to receive the Holy Spirit and just, you know have their gift, yep. then that's what we should be doing to further the kingdom. Yep. I don't care if we got two people that listen, 5,000, 5 million. If we can affect just one person to step out on their faith, That's a good that day. can make a difference. Uh, for 
for that i if if that is something that you want to understand and learn more about again bible is a great way to turn to so i would recommend reading like i said before first corinthians 12 if you really want to get into that that aspect of it read first corinthians 12 it's a really great structure of what the spirit is and what it does and the gifts of the spirit and don't be uniformed. We work. We work together as a body, as a whole. Um, but you reminded me, uh, and I, I had this conversation with someone who um, I, I met, and um, uh, that we were talking about, you know, denomination stuff like that. And he was really adamant, like this denomination is wrong. This denomination is wrong. This denomination's wrong. The denomination I'm in is right. It was very consistent. And I told him to read Ephesians 4, because that's another one, talking about unity in the body of Christ. Um, you have verses like, uh, for example, in verse 1 to 5-ish, where it says, uh, you know, he's like, I'm therefore a prisoner of the Lord. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility, Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is all and through all and in all. Really, really important. <laughs> Because yeah, that right? is because it's it's the unity, the unity inside of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is is the church, and the church is us. And we like to pick apart and say, "Well, this person thinks, you know, this this person thinks that." Again, back to like worship music is a really big one. They they think that they can play, you know, drums and guitar on stage, but by, it wasn't in the Bible. So the lack thereof means that it's a no. And, you know, you see David worship. And then he, like, shoot, David ran out in the street in his underwear screaming praises to God, and that was his way of worshiping. People are like, you're insane. Because you're giving glory to God no matter what you do. You're showing that there's nothing holding you back from declaring your connection to him. And that's something important because that that shares who he is and people are like what is this guy doing or what is this going on and it's the same with church like the gathering of people anywhere you gather like i used to do church so to speak in the sense of gathering at the park just get together sit there play guitar do some worship songs and then just open our bible and talk just read and work it out together to just read and learn so um that's just what we did. We read it together. Oh, that makes sense. Hey, that backs up what this is. Hey, that that talks about this in a different chapter. Hey, that that just strengthens my foundation in this or that because it's just to help you learn and grow. And uh, that's what church is, is that you can reflect that off other believers searching um, for salvation through Jesus Christ. You work together. Like, I might you know, a brand new Christian who hasn't read the Bible, I might be able to help him out because I've read the Bible a lot and give him, point him in the right direction. Like 
I was with First Corinthians 12. Um, Dylan, like you were jumping in and saying what you did, that kind of stuff shows that, you know, in certain places we might be able to help people. And that's all we want to do. And it's not like a holier than thou or um, like I'm better than. It's like, oh, yeah, we're not better time. than anybody. No. <laughs> I spent time and I want to help. Like I want like if if this helps you, fantastic. If it doesn't, I I hoped it did, but this it's it's your walk with Christ it and you're gonna have it, to read it. It does not for sandals and keep walking. Right. It's like you you gotta read it and you gotta start understanding who God is, and that's your walk yeah. with him. But I'm not going to get mad if your walk looks different than mine. And that's something that we need to understand that we work together mm-hmm. under Christ. Now there is a place to where, you know, if I see Dylan doing something that's very anti-Bible or against the Bible, let's say sinning or something, I'll pull him aside and Me be like, "Never, I've never been <laughs> that Is that arrogance? No. <laughs> Me never. I don't have any of that. Where the hum- where the humility go? <laughs> the humbleness. <laughs> I'm too tired. No. <laughs> I'm too tired. That's so funny. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's you work together, and I would pull him aside and be like, "Hey, brother, brother in Christ, like this verse." You would talks say that this. too. I'd be do. like, "My my brother, right? <laughs> my brother, you know, do we?" <laughs> it's so it's true though. Um, it is because I I've done it before where you'll say something or you'll be you'll come at me and you're like oh I'm angry about this or that and I'm like yeah it's most of the time that yeah and I'm like um, gosh dang it Jason I know it says that because I just I wasn't thinking with the biblical mindset and you're like are we loving are we having <laughs> patience I'm like having patience it's like, like no. And then I know he's right, which just makes me a little more upset at him. But I know he's doing it out of a loving way. And it's important to have that. That's, see, that's part of the community. That's part of me in the church. And, but that, that yeah. brings up Gen- uh, Galatians 6 1. That brings up that because uh, it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgressions, like uh, you who are spiritual should restore him in spirit of gentleness. And I think that gets missed a lot with this stuff because um, not with you. No, no, no I'll, be, I'll be I'll be that way. <laughs> but it's like you know, so if someone's like you or come up to me and you're like, you know, um, my peanut butter sandwich I dropped and it fell face down. This is the stupidest thing. The world's out to get me. Whatever. Dang, that's know. pretty sad though. <laughs> it is, but pretty I would. Good I would Right, I I would come to you with gentleness because I understand, like you know, you're not having a good day. That's fine. Yeah. Let me encourage you, at the very least. The question, you know, the question is though, is it like Skippy or Jif? It's it's a combo. <sighs> crunchy or smooth? It, it it's it's now crunchy because it's on the floor. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> oh. That's messed up. <laughs> okay, Mr. Peanut Butter on hot dogs. <laughs> Stuff's good. <laughs> Actually, that should be a sponsor right there. Peanut Butter on hot dogs. Sponsored. 
I did not think it was going to be good. I remember when you told me that. I was like, looking at you, like, you crazy. I thought it was crazy too. Trust me, I'm not the first one that did that. <laughs> there's a there's a hot dog. I know this is a side note, but there's a hot dog place um, that does chopped grilled onions with peanut butter and caramelized bacon here in uh, where I'm at. <laughs> that sounds good. I need to visit you. <laughs> Come on, Elba. You can help me move. <laughs> Always the big guy. Always gets asked to move. Yeah. <laughs> um. Man. Yeah. Cool. If you if you ever like just to back up what I just said, second second Thessalonians three. <laughs> you're talking with the peanut butter and the hot dog. Yeah, I was like, course, okay, of course. <laughs> um. No, it's it's. Just if Second uh, Thessalonians three it's in thirteen it says, "As for you brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, which setting out, if you read the whole thing, it's fantastic. But take note of the person and have nothing to do with them, that he may be ashamed. But do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother." Hmm. That's something that I see where people are like, "You're going to hell," or they'll jump on you and be like, you sinned, you're shame, shame. But it says to do it in gentleness in the previous verse. And then with this, it says don't, don't regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Like, hey, you believe in the Bible. I know this. We talked about this. You're a Christian, just like I am. You did yep. this, and the Bible says not to do this. What's your take on it? And that's it. Like, I'm doing it gently. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just like, this is what the Bible says. If Dylan, if you came up to me and you were like, for example, or let's say someone else, I don't want to use you as an example every time. Someone comes up to I me mean, as Christian, so. right? Someone comes up to me as Christian, and they're like, "No, adultery is okay." Mm. And and I go up and I'm like, "Well, the Bible says no. don't do adultery in like 50 different spots," and I show them verses. I'm like, "Only 50, right?" Oh. <laughs> Like, what do you think about this? The Bible says this, and it specifically talks about adultery. What do you think? And, you know, at that point, if he's like, nah, I, I, I still think it's okay. That was a different time. It's fine. And he walks away. I have nothing to do with him anymore. Like, like that's yeah. the idea. Like, I, was, I warned him as a brother. I was very gentle about it. It's like, I, okay, well, you, you're, like, you're, you're walking away with this. I mean, I gave you... I, I made it obvious and showed you where that's very yeah. clearly stated no. Um, and then it also kind of goes like what we talked about with the, with the deconstruction of the Bible a little bit as well. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. that, bar, that borderline of having to be, you know, keeping them accountable and trying to be like, hey, you know, like that's, it's pretty black and white. It says not that. Like I, I shared with some other leaders who were, Saying certain things were okay, even though they're not, and it's like you know, has to you know call them out, and not necessarily call them out, but be like, hey, that's typically that's inaccurate, and that's not right. It's not the easiest thing to do because you know, I know that you're that you're the same way. I'm. It's never to pers- purposely be confrontational. Mm-hmm. It's, Isn't- it wanting to come out of a piece of love. And and wanting to help each other grow, uh, yeah. so we can further, because it's all about furthering the kingdom of Christ. Mm-hmm. 
It, it's, um, it's like James 4.17. Remember, it is... Of course, it's always going to be James. I love James. But it's remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. Mm-hmm. Straight and simple. And if you are corrected on things and you choose not to... Oof. <laughs> Not not the best plan that you've done. Yeah, no. Very true. Man. Great. Well, see, anything else we need to go over real quick? I think we're good. I mean, we've, we definitely covered this pretty thoroughly. Um, yeah. Some ideas for next week, so I'm really excited for that. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I know, but man, oof, it is a late night for both of us right now. It's pushing late 12, night tomorrow. 12 30 for you, 1130. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to wake up in the morning and get me one of those bucked up energy drinks. Yep, and just for everyone listening, bucked with the B. <laughs> yes, bucked. Like get that pumping grind. Like a bucking horse or something. Yeah. Like they have like they they have really cool looking cans too. They really do. They're sleek and they have like just they have a well a buck on it. Yeah. The bee. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they're a sleek black can. I think, I think that was the like the most unnecessary with the bee <laughs> because it's obviously not the other thing. <laughs> in I that know. Sentence. But you know like, they have like the zero sugar stuff too, which is yeah. super. And the caffeine's got 100 milligrams, zero sugar, natural. They have natural flavors, too. Yeah, it's less caffeine and, than, like, a monster, so it's not, like, overly doing it. Like, that's why it, like it also feels like as if, though, it's a little more healthier, too. Yeah, it, yeah, um, they're good. I mean, you look at the ratings, too, the reviews. It's, you know, 4.9 on all the reviews. Oh, yeah, they're great. But that new, that new flavor, the pumping grind, I'm... I might actually want to get some of that because if I keep waking up at four thirty, that'd be nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some tomorrow. That's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go for look yeah. and find one. You gotta like use a promo code. The yes, yeah. What's the promo code again? Gospel GTP. Yeah, that's right. Twitter. Same as our Twitter. What is it? Podcast this... GTP. My bad. Podcast GTP. It's, yeah. I gave you guys the wrong code. Don't use That's that one. Yeah, it's podcast GTP. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, like if you guys, if you do have any questions or any comments, anything, you just want to maybe ask some basic questions. Maybe you're new to your faith. Uh, be you know, reach out to us on our Twitter, um, or join our Discord, which will always also is in our our bio, or whatever the heck it is for Twitter. Yep. Um. Jason does more of the social media stuff. Um, but just, yeah, no, definitely do that. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd mm-hmm. love to help. Um, Jason, you want to pray him out? Do you want me to pray him out? Go for it. Awesome. Dear Heavenly Father, I just, I lift this podcast up to you. I lift up the people that are listening, Lord, that they would be changed and the Holy Spirit be working through them that they would not be distracted by things of this world, but they'd be focused on themselves as a body of the church, as the kingdom of heaven, that we would grow, Lord, 
and that your presence would be known and heard and that we would all just take time to grow and to spread the word and spread, you know, your love that we are called to love. Like you call this the greatest commandment is to love God and then to love our neighbor as our, as we love you. I thank you for all the things that you do and provide for us and give us in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Great. Well, we'll see everybody on the next week and we will be here next week for sure because no one's yes. sick. Yep. I don't know who it was, but <laughs> no you probably saw him on the flippity flop. That's probably why. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, it. That's what it was. <laughs> all right, everyone. <laughs> Until okay. next time. See you on the flippity flop.